Hands up, my name's Noelle, and I'm that ingrown hair that you mistake as herpes. Hello, my name is Rachel, and I have a tiny army of men that I just got done putting in my butthole. Oh, that's a callback. <laughs> we'll have to explain that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll have to get that. Uh, hi, I'm Kari, and I'm a man who's standing outside of your bedroom window. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> hi, I'm Steven, and I'm in hell for the next hour and yeah. pit it against evil. This is the this is like the root of oh did you guys watch that oh, was that podcast The Root of Evil about no. Black Dahlia? No. His nope. family found the like they think their grandpa is the killer. Yeah. It's super the awesome. surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'm so is over the Black Dahlia. But the podcast is No, really it's really it's compelling. It's absolutely for what sure. What about the I movie? The Black Dahlia shit. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it kind of like... the killer? But it's kind of like fun kind of shit, right? Yeah, it's It's like fun. way over the top. Yeah, but I just like... I don't know. The Black Dahlia, to me, has been tainted by shitty goth kids and Hot Topics since 2003. <laughs> oh, nice. So like, oh, I just can't fuck with it that's at all. Like, I can't. Even... It is a band as well. It's a horrible fucking a metalcore band. band. Well, I just like can't. Yeah. It's been ruined. The podcast doesn't talk about the murder at all. They just talk about all the crazy incest and crap that happens to the mm-hmm. like the, the matriarch or not matriarch. The patriarch of the family is like super fucked yeah. up, and he fucks up generations of their yeah. family. Yeah. Like it's fuck? super crazy. Yeah. It's that storyline of them thinking, not even thinking. They know that it's this fucking guy it's, 100% it's like yeah. yeah and it's disgusting but i don't know i'm fucking over the black dahlia people wow, died right. whatever yeah. <laughs> people died it's no big deal well, somebody just got brutally actually. murdered but it's okay yeah they think that well because he moved to the philippines for a long time they think he murdered a bunch of women over there Jesus so Christ. one person in the united states and then a bunch of women in the philippines that sounds so right yeah that sounds so white but we're not talking about the black dahlia we're gonna i wanted to start talking about hereditary first because i wanted to come into this and fight you tooth and nail (laughs) steven i absolutely wanted to fight you so bad on this but the (laughs) 24 hours in bed with midsummer which by the way this gigantic spoiler alert um i started to like backpedal on my thoughts so I, I I mean that that doesn't I, I wish that you would just continue with the fight. That sounds like just <laughs> Well, I will still try. <laughs> doesn't but, even sound like we have a battle now. We we're starting off soft. I know it's you know what? I but, loved it. But, it was but, wonderful. Everything about it was beautiful. I know that Akari loved it, and I haven't expressed why I hate it to her. I've only in the group can, chat. I've only I talked about it. Can I start by saying it. something? Yes. Uh, the last time that you had me here, uh, well, that I was like talking with you and Shane, uh, we were talking about an October evening. Mm-hmm. And usually, when I'm doing an interview about the show, I put on like it's completely like nice guy persona, like because I'm very grateful for like anyone like talking about the show. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking about like you know horror movies, and, like, <laughs> you know, and like There's I feel passion. like the gloves are off and like. I don't know, uh, when I get out of a movie and I'm talking with my friends, uh, I yell, I scream, (laughs) I want to punch a hole in the wall, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I will, there's blood in my teeth, so I I just don't want to come off as an asshole. Never. You know, on on this time around. No way. Or like a pretentious, like, yeah, Well, here's 
Nobody I, believe it. He's a jerk. I love that. It, <laughs> no, I love that you actually care because I think that like this new generation of horror fans that have like kind of jumped on within the last five years of this like artsy horror that's hitting the mainstream. I yeah. feel like everyone's fucking pretentious. Well, it's kind of annoying actually because they they haven't like done the homework. They haven't gone back to uh, some of the classics and even like the dirty and the grimy uh, like practical effects shit. Uh, this new genre that's coming out, like Hereditary, it's dramatic. I don't even consider it in uh, that genre. It's like it's more drama. Mm-hmm. Well, we're we're looking at relationships and yeah. Hereditary pisses me off so much because it's so all over the fucking map. It doesn't know what it wants to be. It it starts off as like this changeling, like wannabe film about oh someone died in the family. We're all depressed. Mm-hmm. The family doesn't even look like they're fucking related uh, <laughs> the whole time. It's I like, love that. Is everyone like adopted? Yeah. And then and, like people online, they're like, oh, but there's something behind it. And it's like, no, it's just bad casting. <laughs> and like the dad doesn't even give a shit. About anything that's going on, that's any true. of the problems. They're that's like, typical dad shit, though. No, like, oh, our, our daughter just got her head uh, knocked off in the car, and he's like, yeah, I know, it kind of sucks. You know I'm sorry, like, let's. <laughs> uh, it's, you know what's funny about that is I keep like this is like my joke about the Hereditary movie is yeah. that the dad doesn't know that he's in a horror movie. Exactly. It's like a romantic, yeah. Like he's like, yeah. listen, <laughs> can we all just have dinner together? Yeah, exactly. He's, like, everything he's ignoring is everything normal. the whole everything time. Is normal, even like, like up until he gets lit on fire. Yeah, exactly. He literally doesn't know. And even when he's lit on fire, he doesn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah, she's what like, the fuck? She's, hold on. She's what like is hysterical for like ten minutes. Like, don't burn the book. Burn the book. And like. The whole time I'm like, just fucking put the book in the fire or just walk away. And he doesn't even give a shit. No. He's yeah. like, ooh, you're having a mental breakdown. This is a weird romantic comedy, but I guess I'll admit you. I liked Hereditary. Yeah, I liked it. I loved it. I loved it because it's, <laughs> I, it was such a change of pace for me. I was like, for what? this isn't a horror movie about like a monster or a big bad. Like the big bad is the depressing. deterioration of family. It's just depression. It's a deterioration of a, a plot line. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, like what does it want to be? It's not a movie about ghosts. It's not a movie about loss. Mm-hmm. It's all the it, like it's so like in your face. It's like oh abortion. Ooh over here. Ooh we're gonna kill the daughter, and she's gonna do this weird sound at the beginning, and that's gonna pop up later. That we're gonna have to fucking hear for the next like thirty minutes. I will say the one thing that I like kind of love it's about Ari Aster is his like he's got and that and then in Midsummer it's. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, Poor Rachel's so lost, you guys. The director too. <laughs> the director and the writer, he's just like, oh, what can I do this time? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. There's okay. I loved Hereditary's practical effects. That head, yes, yes the, It's stunning, absolutely yeah, and, stunning. And the makeup, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 dark scenes in the bedroom where you see like the uh, the monsters. Mm-hmm. When, uh, she, there's monsters in every almost every shot. There's a monster in the corner, and if you're not paying attention, you're gonna miss it. That I love. I love completely. that so and, much. And the practical effects, I completely stunning. hands down mm-hmm. uh, agree with you. Yeah. But like, you can't fucking justify that for such a long film. 
I kind of can. Why? <laughs> Why? How, we, how can you do that? We like, live in a generation like of horror movies where you CGI can't just takes over everything. Have a good idea everything. for two minutes of a movie, Absolutely. and then pull it off and be like, "Yeah, thank you," <laughs> and then pull off all this other bullshit that doesn't make any sense. I loved it. It's I, style over substance. I think the style was. I think the style was a plus, and I think the substance was a B minus C plus. No, it's like a C minus D plus. That piano wire scene. That was cool. That was really cool. That was like. That was so fucking cool. Okay, we'll that say. That was so cool. That, like Whatever. the nut allergy shit was fucking weird. I. Uh, the classroom. The classroom scene, scene is so corny. Was corny, so, yeah. And it smiles back at him. Is that what you're? That's yeah. the trope. It's definitely, definitely a little tropey there. I also like, I the only thing I'll give you is that I wish it would have picked a side. Whether it was gonna be a horror movie whose horror is the deterioration of family and how we can't cope with grief and how we don't talk about emotions and how we lie to each other yeah. and how we withhold our feelings and we fall apart because of that because of lack I wish of you wrote the fucking screenplay <laughs> because that's a more interesting film. And yeah. this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Well, that's it starts off like that. and Yeah, it starts off like that and then it falls apart. The payment shit. But then this is where like it my... It threw me off. I, so here's the thing is I couldn't tell what to feel about her. So I liked it. And then towards the end I was like, I'm very confused. And I can't tell if it's because I like think this is super cool. Or if it's because I just genuinely have no idea what the fuck is going on. When the body started floating up to the fucking uh, treehouse, I kind of was like, what I don't even remember that part. That that (laughs) sounds cool that you even say that. It doesn't even make any sense. Well, like, that's, that was my only, my only bone to pick is that if it would have just been... say that because they're dogs? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Is that if it would have just been a family falling apart, I would have loved that. But then, and this is, I do understand my bias here, and I'll call it out. Then they go <laughs> supernatural horror within the last 15 minutes of the film, and they just completely jump the shark. They don't just dabble in supernatural horror. They go full, are you Are you afraid yeah. of the dark, Ouija board, fucking right. demon worshiping. Yeah. Okay, this is my problem with Hereditary. It is a ripoff of the Changeling. And the Changeling does it so much better. It's so much creepier. They even have a Ouija board session scene, mm-hmm. which is the best Ouija board uh, scene in like uh, horror history. Like it's it's fun. It's scary. It's suspenseful. And he just does it uh, like at a B plus. Mm-hmm. And like the same thing with his new movie, like Midsummer. It's uh, Wicker Man. It is he, Wicker he Man. He just rips off Wicker Man. It is Wicker Instead Man. of just one sacrifice, it's a group of people. Mm-hmm. And instead of like it being like this musical and like uh, this fucking cool, like Wicker Man is so fucking cool. I know. It's hip. It's funny. Uh, it's scary at times. Mm-hmm. The imagery is like Lynchian. Like um, so much imagination. It's all over the map. It's something that you've never seen before. And then Midsummer, it's like. Dude, did you just graduate from fucking film school? And you're like, oh, I like Fellini, and I like Jodorowsky's, uh, you know, uh, Holy Mountain, and I've got, and I watched Wicker Man a bunch of times. How <laughs> the fuck can I rip off all these things, mm-hmm. cobble it together, and have all these pretty shots to where it's that's two and a half. the fucking problem. The cinematography on that that wide don't, angle with the flowers. Yeah. Fuck you. That's great. No, 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 no. It's, that's the problem with the whole... Everything that he does, it's, it's, it's not like... has anything to do with the plot or the characters. It's how can I make this pretty and make it visually stunning to where the audience doesn't realize 
that I'm just self fucking myself throughout the whole thing. Uh, like all my favorite things that I want to like write about. I hate it so much. <laughs> well, like, so here's my problem, and this is why I knew this was not going to be as like bloody as I hoped it would be. Because five minute, you can't justify two and a half hour movie with one two to five minute scene of blood and then call it a horror film. I completely agree. Yeah, my issue this morning when I started thinking about how I was going to fight you, I thought to myself, why did that bear? Why did the bear suit? Why do I feel like I've seen it before? Why am I having deja vu with it? Yeah. And then I stopped and I was like, that is Nicolas Cage in Wicker Man. And <laughs> but then that's I started, also Wicker Man. Then that 73 Wicker Man yeah, yeah, is yeah. the whole fucking movie. Yeah. And I was just like, oh shit. This is literally just a copy paste in 2019 like with this pretentious need for every single scene to have meaning i was even wow, thinking thank you, for like, thank you. Wow. <laughs> you're saying it you're you're very eloquent by the way i'm just <laughs> mean i'm just spouting out hate okay and you're turning everything and making I'm it kind of really nice in my head. so yeah. here so do you remember the specific scene with um the guy josh i think that's his name the black guy josh yeah. and he's in bed and he they show his shoes and then he puts the blanket over him and you know that he's about to take off or do something shit right I was looking for, and this is like me fighting myself, I was looking for so much meaning in every single shot because like the moment I saw the murals and the pictures, I knew that those were going to come back into play later in the movie. Right. And I was just like how the fucking dollhouse in Hereditary tells you the whole plot of the story. I was looking and for And that's those. a really good shot, by the I way. I love the, that. The beginning shot of Hereditary, yeah. I think, is uh, really, really uh, well-crafted. I think that's also artsy indulgent shit, though. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. But then, yeah. then at Midsummer, well, like... The first five minutes of the film, that suicide oh, like, scene. Oh, we can't it. even. It's Ooh. like it's like it's like holy like yeah. shit. This is mind blowing. When I, when when I was watching this, I was like, this is gonna be the best fucking movie mm -hmm. this year. I'm mm -hmm. so stoked about mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And then Where? Chris Pratt comes on. And it's not Chris <laughs> uh, Pratt. Yeah, but it's Kroger Brand. Yeah, yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah, exactly. The and problem with you guys, the thing that you're overlooking, unfortunately, with the Wicker Man thing, is that the main character, Sergeant Howie, is an ingenue. He is like a pure, he's a virgin. You guys yeah. know that. He's a virgin. That's mm -hmm. the whole point of the Wicker Man is he's a virgin. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, there's tons of sex and there's two very flawed characters. So the lens from which you are watching the film, the actual whole plot and the characters, it, it, you can't compare it to Wicker Man. Kind because of. all you're doing is taking the central theme of Wicker Man, which is paganism, and pasting it in. You're just oversimplifying. Paganism wrapped into sexual ritual. Paganism oh, wrapped into one sexual. specific character no. who's meant to be the clown. Like, what's the best part of Wicker Man? The, the jokes. Wicker Man, the Wicker Man, the best part of Wicker Man, the sex scene, is when uh, he goes out, and it's like in the middle of the night, and he has his flashlight, and he goes, and he puts the flashlight against the dark and you see this big orgy mm -hmm. of this cult. Well, he's literally that, looking through but, a keyhole and seeing an orgy, the exact yeah. same theme in fucking Midsummer, the yeah. same scene. But but this this scene in Wicker Man, it it's like eerie, it's freaky. Mm -hmm. You've never seen anything like They're that. Just bodies in Midsummer, in the it's hilarious. It goes, it's hilarious. It goes even over the top to where one of like the cult members is pushing his butt against her. I love that. Her. I thought that yeah, was hilarious. Yeah, it's it's funny. it's funny, but it's like. Someone, someone said, go push his butt over her butt, <laughs> look into her, like, 
And then everyone was laughing on set, and then like, that's going in the movie. But like, I think that, that had nothing to do with the plot. Well, I do think that that actually probably is what happened. Like, Ari Aster is a new writer-director. He's not like, a, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's not a seasoned, I mean, he has directed things, but he is, this is, this is, these are his babies, the mm-hmm. writing, directing. He also has said to Well, he said that he made Midsummer before Hereditary, that yeah. it was during his own breakup that he wrote Danny's character yeah. based on how oh, he feels. But the, the thing <laughs> is that he said he'll never write another horror movie. He'll never write nor Good. direct another horror movie. I'm glad. <laughs> he hasn't been directing horror movies. He's been directing dramas. So I hope that he just comes out and says, yeah, my next movie is a drama. And they'll be like, great, you it's finally... A, we're going to get a horror you're movie. You're finally going to be David Lynch. Like, you finally get to be David Lynch. So, so I want to talk specifically about the first 20 minutes of Midsummer Because the first 20 minutes of Midsummer is some of the best fucking depictions of like a gaslighting terrible relationship and horrible fucking grief also weird thing beginning of the movie don't you think that they're only dating for like maybe a few weeks and then you find out later that they've been together for almost four years yeah what the fuck's up with that but anyway like i thought that the biggest piece of horror was their relationship i felt more uncomfortable by watching him gaslight her into thinking she's fucking crazy do you really care about their relationship about the uh, two and a half hours i mean no really care but like that was so it was such a real depiction and then like her falling apart after her the murder suicide of her parents and sister like that was raw and i feel like no one has it wasn't the tropey version of grief it was messy and it was loud and it made you feel uncomfortable and i almost totally. like put what happened like the murder of her parents and how she reacted, I, like, compartmentalized them. Like, they made me feel two different emotions. Like, the actual murder-suicide was fucking gruesome. And, like, it haunted you. And it was gory without showing blood and mess. And it was just, like, this... It felt so wrong and dark and black. And then her reaction to it gave you chills because it felt real. Like, you would have done the same thing. Like, this hyperventilating, guttural scream that's, like, almost animalistic. And then you felt, like, I felt so much sympathy for her when the only person she had to rely on was this shitty boyfriend. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's so real. That hurts to see. And then the movie just forgot that that happened. Um, But, like, uh, what other movies have you seen in the past like horror movies that deal with relationships and like uh relationships falling apart like antichrist i would say Mm -hmm. is more of a horror movie Mm -hmm. and has gory scenes and Mm -hmm. depicts like anxiety and like separation of somebody of and and uh like a a relationship just disintegrating yeah well based around tragedy Right. right, in the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. and in the middle, uh, outside of uh, everything else, mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. I think that is a better film than uh, Midsummer. Maybe, like, absolutely. There's like absolutely, and, it's, and it has more gore. It mm-hmm. has more practical effects that mm-hmm. you would consider uh, uh, for a horror film. Yeah. yeah, but there's also like the comp- like the complex part of the relationship does take away from the horror. That's like I I don't think that that's like disputable. I think that the fact that he explores these this deep like relationship between the two of them becomes the centerpiece makes it less of a horror movie. Do you think it's that deep though? Do you think it's really that complex their relationship? I do think that gaslighting isn't portrayed very well on screen very often. That's what I'm saying. Like I think that the aloofness people don't realize that his aloofness 
is kind of like not okay. Like it's not right. like people are like people think that if you are idle in something that you can't be culpable. But the fact of the matter is is that if you are knowingly idle when your girlfriend's whole family dies, you're fucked up. You're just you're as bad. You're just yeah. as bad. You're a fucking terrible person. Yeah. And it's like, you know um uh, But she's that a movie terrible you watched, person. At the end she's just like No, that's right. No. Um but <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do we do? actually meant uh, mentioned uh, love because like uh, when you were talking about the scene where they jump off the cliff and mm-hmm. then the hammer comes down on mm-hmm. the head that immediately made me think of what? Irreversible which oh, is my Gas- Gaspar Noe's uh, second film that you movie, know that movie uh, is a horror but, like, movie yeah and it is that and, is a and horror that movie. scene where uh, you know the will you tell them you have to explain what Irreversible is because I don't know if either of you have seen nope. it I've seen it okay, I've, seen I've it. not seen many of these films. Explain it because like the audience needs to know what Irreversible is as well. Steven? I love I know I love hearing you talk about (laughs) it. I I, yeah. I just from your point of view because me talking about it like I don't want to fucking talk about it. No you talk about it because Irreversible is a movie about revenge. It's about so it, it starts with Oh god, it's so hard to explain. I just feel like it's not about. a it's not a horror movie. It's a, an emotion movie. It's the horrors and but emotion. But it's it's, an, it's Irre- another Irreversible. drama about two a relationship of two people mm-hmm. and a disintegration of a relationship. Mm-hmm. But there's moments of, of uh, horror. horror. Yeah, there's violence. Yeah. there's deep yeah, violence. Yeah, deep violence deep that's violence very disturbing. Yeah, and I think there's a it's an eleven minute rape. Is that yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. an eleven yeah, yeah. minute oh. one, and, 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 one shot and one shot rape scene. And the reason why he wanted to do that was because most directors when you know you're filming uh, a scene like that it's like um you know the girl is probably like no no and the guy just comes up and he's getting his pants down and and then then fade cut cut to black Mm -hmm. he was like that's not that's not how a rape scene is yeah uh this is how a rape scene is. This yeah. is how it feels. And yeah. this is the true uh, darkness of well, like life. That's, yeah. That scene is so haunting because you yeah. can watch, you watch this actress lose the Everything. like life in her eyes. And you, the lighting yeah. and the, the set, mm-hmm. the, 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 the acting. What My problem with Hereditary and Midsummer is you have these dramas of people going through real shit, real life things that an audience can't connect with on a certain, uh, on a certain level. But it's it's fake. It's, I know where it's you're like, going with it. It's, yeah. it's B movie kind of material. I'm kind of irritated that he picked the one thing that I have a problem with in Midsummer. It's literally the one single thing, and that you don't get to see her. You get to see her process trauma through the movie by murdering her boyfriend, but you don't get to see the actual immediate. We don't know how long it's been since mm-hmm. her family passed away. Yeah. I don't know right. how we have she no, processed. We have no timeline. Like, well, and like, the problem is, is that crying, which happens, what, three times before the, like, they get to Sweden, crying isn't how you fully process trauma. That's really, really mm-hmm. shallow. Yeah. It's extremely yeah. shallow is to have her bawling within the span of like five minutes three times <laughs> yeah. after right. her family. Like, the, and that scene is so impactful. Did she have any depth at all as a no! character? No! Like the actress 
is incredible. She really yeah, is. Like, no, she's and that's, amazing. She did good. Yeah, yeah, Florence yeah, Pugh yeah. is amazing. I think she's like, the best uh, this is Ar- Ar- actor in, in the film. Yeah. Oh, I agree. You know I mean? And Ari yeah. Aster's writing is the problem with that. But that's the only problem I had with the film. Like, I think that it's okay for it to be beautiful, and I think it's okay for a relationship to be the central part of a... Because I personally don't like gratuitous horror. I know both of... I know all but three of But for two and a half hours, do you really want to see that drama play out and... Uh, with just that small amount of horror, do you, I like, Steven, what is I that? I think you of all people, we've known each other for like 12 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you of all people know that I adore deeply interpersonal fucked up drama. I think right. the, I the biggest horror life. is watching that relationship yeah. fall apart I and then love, her find herself at the end of it. Yeah, what I love observing is human agony mm-hmm. and not my own. I don't mm-hmm. like to cause it, but I do like to extrapolate that. But what, why don't just watch another drama like a uh, movie like Closer? Because you know, like way higher. And no way! Closer. That movie's so much more heartbreaking <laughs> no. than just boo-hoo, you don't love me, which no, in like Midsummer, the, that's all it's about. Like, like, oh, you don't love me anymore. Like I'm going to burn forced, you alive in a bear suit. You I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> forced emotional maturity because of the threat of violence. I love that your mortality is on the line, so your relationship must come to, like, a mm-hmm. definitive solution what? because in closer I liked that movie when I was 15 like I like Lost in Translation I liked that movie when I was 15 yeah. like, these right. are movies that are deeply important to me but also have the emotional depth of like it's I'm more afraid of being in another gaslit relationship than getting my fucking head hammered well, the okay, fuck in okay then let's get back to the genre and let's get back <laughs> to the gas uh, you know what about the movie Possession I have uh, Possession mm Oh my god! Okay, so there's this. There's an. Uh, it's an Italian film uh, from the late seventies or early eighties. No, nineteen eighty one. And Daniel, you're uh, the podcast. it is. Uh, <laughs> playing with the toys. Ruining the podcast. Here, Daniel. 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 Uh, right. So Possession, if you haven't, if anyone hasn't seen Possession, you should just go out and see it. Um, it's on every, like, top, like, 50, whatever list. Yeah, I know. Of, but, like, it is the definitive of what a uh, relationship is, where there's miscommunication, uh, the horror of, like, having, like, two uh, people, like, a triangle of love. Mm. And there's also moments of, like, Really, just uh, I don't know. It's fucking funny. It's stylistically uh, like it's weird because it's a an American-made film, but it's made by a foreign director. So like the language that they're speaking the whole time, there's all this miscommunication, and then at the end, like just go see the session. Just <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. Like if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's not the nil abute fucking. 2000 whatever time travel movie <laughs> it's the possession that's the horror one with the lady that fucks the alien the, <laughs> so I, have, I have seen possession i just looked it up and i have seen possession and it's one of those films where it starts out relatively relatable right yeah it's like okay this is a normal life kind of people are people are sam nills in it from yep. jurassic park yeah people are super fucked up you're like yeah people do hurt people in like really awful ways oh actually they're like physically hurting each other oh now somebody's fucking dead like that's what happens it's like a very quick the actress into darkness one uh it's about can film festival uh-huh. for best yeah. actress uh that year for her performance in it because uh her transformation to when she gets possessed in this subway station is truly haunting mm-hmm. and not only that but it's like 
really, really good acting. Like, uh, her performance is like this eight-minute long take, such as, like, Irreversible. He's mm-hmm. a whore for those, like, long shots. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. His weakness. And, like, uh, because, like, you're showing off someone's real skill. It takes yeah. a lot to act It's easy to for... cut shit together and make exactly. it look good. It's hard to keep the camera rolling on someone for eight minutes and say, work this whole scene. And, and back then, like, time was money. Like, everything shot on, like, 35 millimeter, right? Like, so now everyone's shooting on like digital so they can do take after take after take but like back then like a take like that you got a fucking you got one shot it's mm-hmm. a one take jake she's taking like her groceries she's got like milk and she's just uh like spreading it all over the walls uh she's like birthing this weird alien baby yeah. and Ooh. like yeah. blood and gore and and she's sweating and like the look in her eyes like she, you can tell that she's screaming like deep in her soul and then you watch movies like this like <laughs> you know like this new like kind of drama and it's not that same kind of acting i get that you know uh it's a dime a dozen kind of actors and actresses yeah, that, that come in and out. Way. That's the weird thing is that these like like movies like Possession start the same way. They, right. Like, they like like this is interpersonal drama. This is this. But the thing is, is that Possession takes it further, and I think that that's actually a difference of opinion in us. I like I like the watered down stuff, but I think that might actually yeah. be because and I some, am not as hardcore as you. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> and a lot of people love that. You yeah. Know, you know, some people. Uh, for me, like, horror movies are, have always been a, an escape. Like, uh, when I watch something like that, I want to see the the paranormal, the, the, the weirdness, the most fucked up thing, yeah. the thing that makes reality not reality. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, something when I see, like, Hereditary or Midsummer, his movies, I just see uh, a trope of cliches and things that I've seen. Uh, it's like Stranger Things. It's like... It's so overhyped, but it's just a bunch of things that we've already seen before. Yeah. And it's like an homage to an homage to an homage. Yeah, so if exactly. you watch a lot of these, if you watch a lot of these films, they feel familiar. And for me, that's comforting. I actually really enjoy that. I like seeing how people take tropes and homages and like re- like build upon them. And I also am a whore for shallow beauty that can be made Same. sinister. So I really love tension and anxiety. I mean, I have a, like diagnosed anxiety, mm-hmm. but Based on that, it makes me feel a lot when there is, like, you know, like, the shot of the cliff, and, like, you know yeah. what's gonna fucking happen. Oh, shit, that's Pride Rock. Yeah, yeah. oh, shit, that's Pride Rock, but they gotta throw a baby off of it. Um, but they, they oh, throw baby. themselves off of it, and yeah. I loved how, like, I loved the music in that moment. I loved the tension. I like. I Fred. loved the lack of music in yeah. all of Ari Aster's films, yeah. because the one thing that I hate sometimes about horror is the way that they incorporate music in scenes is like a laugh track in a comedy. If it yeah, wasn't there, you so wouldn't fucking intense. know what's happening. Mm-hmm. It almost forces your perspective, which I hate. Yeah. I want to look at a scene and dissect it myself and feel what I want. If we have two different experiences watching the same scene, that means it was a good movie to me. Yeah, like, agree. when I was watching Hereditary, I caught every single corner monster in those fucking shots because when I was looking at it, I was examining it. There was no... There was no, like, music teaching me to, like, go a certain way. And there were scenes in Midsummer where the the lack of music was so deafening that you could hear the person sitting next to you's stomach growl. And that was the most, like, frightening part of the movie was that, like, you're stuck in the silence shit. Like, I love that. That's the one thing that Ari Aster does in all of, well, in Hereditary and Midsummer that I appreciate on such a level, like, 
Fuck leading people with music. Make them stir in the silence and feel uncomfortable. Because there's one thing we all hate. It's deafening fucking silence. It's I being like. alone yeah. for two seconds. So yeah, I, I just, just <clears throat> my own demons. I'll be right back. I, I just thought of something, actually. Uh, it's not only Wicker Men, but it's also a picnic at Hanging, at Hanging Rock. The, the old uh, drama about a cult. Uh, and they uh, there's some girls that mysteriously jump off at the edge of a rock mm. there's there's elements that i think that he's truly like ripping off and that's what pisses me off about his films mm-hmm. is it's not a love letter it's more like <clears throat> someone's like i really like this and i really like this element i yeah. really like this and it's it's not like quentin tarantino to where it's like a love letter <clears throat> to all his films and then he kind of does his own thing mm-hmm. it's just a direct rip off of Maybe. things that i've already seen before well uh, yeah, maybe. But I also think that the idea of a multiverse is cheesy. I think that Stephen King is cheesy. I think that Quentin Tarantino is cheesy. I think Stephen King is cheesy? I do, yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Do you just <laughs> mean like Stephen King is like overrated, or do you think no, Stephen King... I think his King... multiverse is cheesy. I think that the Dark yeah, yeah. Tower multiverse is cheesy. And I think, I think that, that's cheesy. Yeah, and I think the I, I agree with you stuff on that. is cheesy, and I think Tarantino's multiverse is cheesy. That now all my feelings are, are hurt. I know, but... Here is like oh, but, so I'm many like, people are gonna hate this I episode. Know. <laughs> 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 like, like, that's why Ice Grindhouse films are nothing. fucking incredible. Okay, they are. we haven't Death even talked is... about any fun stuff. Oh yeah, like... well I wanted to say we all got we got so stuck on the first twenty minutes of the film of, of Midsummer <laughs> that we true. forgot to talk about how the two hours that we still have to go through the movie have absolutely nothing to fucking do with the first 20 minutes of that movie. Well, like, uh, that was just the first what? 20 minutes yeah. of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that's what I mean. It's like there's so many things that are just thrown together. It's like, oh, here's a suicide scene. Oh my and God, then here's a relationship falling apart in a cult. And oh, what could possibly happen? They're taking drugs. Oh, yeah. it's getting yeah. crazy. It's the up of horror movies. You guys remember like everybody's like, oh my God, up was so good. You guys cried at that, and then they forget that there's like who dogs piloting airplanes. I just yeah. want to so say, I wanted to see minutes. the first eight minutes of Up, and I wanted that to fucking stretch on for mm-hmm. eighty minutes. I wanted and the have sweet it to be agony like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, that's the most precious status. And then, I and then at the them. end, I was like, God damn it, I just want to fucking leave. Whatever. Yeah. What's the bird's yeah. name? What's the bird? Uh, no, Doug is the dog. Doug is the dog. The bird. The bird that likes. He has a human name too. Who knows? Oh, the bird. It's all annoying at the end. My, the I, my biggest bone to pick with Midsummer is that we watched a grotesque murder-suicide to just, like, jerk off. Like, there was no... Every there was scene nothing. Is, is the director him. It's just him jerking off in every scene. It, but that there's was, this like... One, uh, there's this one part where, like, there's this pan shot of this, like, pretty table. And then there's these two people that are, like, off on the lawn... And they have no business being in the middle of the fucking lawn. <laughs> and the camera just starts backing up, and then they just start walking towards the table. And it's like, what the fuck were you guys doing out in the middle of the lawn? <laughs> oh, wait, we were just trying to make this. Okay, wait, 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 I'd like, to, I'd like to put a pause on this. <laughs> to Ari Aster's credit, they did, they, they filmed it in, uh, in, in Deutschland. Um, Deutschland. Deutschland. And they had a really hard time finding extras that spoke English and crew that spoke English. So the majority of their cast and crew 
couldn't communicate with Ari Aster. That's hilarious. So, so they were just well, hanging out. Oh, yeah. you, can't, you can't even, like, justify think, that as anything because, like, you watch something like, like <laughs> Werner Herzog's, like, Fritz Caraldo, I, and you have a tribe working on the movie, and it's fucking awesome. I think that maybe Steven is not smart enough to understand that perhaps the, like, the, like, woodenness of the characters, especially, like, you do see a lot of people, like, sauntering in the background and they're sparse and they are arranged in a way that is just supposed to be pleasant to the eye but they're also they're personalityless because they're all part of a unit so all these people are walking woodenly the acting is not my problem on, on the people that are in the background it's my acting is, is the fucking two actors that are acting together in the stupid drama about their relationship that oh. I don't give two shits about for two and a half hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. Everyone else is great. No, everyone else is so great. I like, really dumb. <laughs> the, the issue with it, the forced perspective of being on drugs, I was like, oh, okay. So, that's I hate Can I ask such a college mistake as like a... What the fuck is the rest of the two hours of the movie about? It's about the rituals that the cult commits. So, like, people start disappearing okay. all of a sudden. And no one gives a shit, too. They're like, no what one happened cares. to Greg? Who gives a shit about Greg? You didn't emotionally <laughs> bond with Greg. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he left yesterday. He oh, okay. Yep. Lawn. We're not going to worry about yeah, him anymore. That was the most slogging part about Midsummer is I didn't give a shit about Like, that emotionally impacting scene in the first 20 minutes made me only care about Danny. That's the only character I gave a shit about. I didn't give a shit about her boyfriend was annoying. Like, everybody who got in the way of me seeing her beautiful face... Mm-hmm. I got annoyed at. Yeah. So it's like to like, to, but he's also like he's not a great writer. I think Ari Aster needs my help. He and needs he an editor too. He needs <laughs> an editor. He, like Hitchcock that movie shouldn't have been two, two hours. Editing all his movies. Yeah. yeah. He just needs someone slap the shit out of him. Be, be like, this yeah. is pretentious. The one. This has already been done. But I love you it. just watched Wicker Man, honey, like two weeks ago. Uh, like, yeah, this is are just... you ripping off Wicker Man? And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I did watch Wicker Man. Maybe I should re-fucking write this I script. still think that there's a lot. To, so we can get into the rest of the movie. I still think there's a lot to be said for the fact that the characters are not the same. They're not, like, they may be guiding you through a pagan universe, but Sergeant Howie's journey through, like, the whole, like, like the rising That is so good. Yeah. It's so wow. different. But he's a, so... <laughs> In Wicker Man, Wicker Man. <laughs> but he's dancing... In Wicker Man, he's a 50-year-old virgin. That's why yeah, he's there. So because he's the ultimate sacrifice to the Wicker Man. And so it's like... And he's a really sad character. Yeah, and for He's people, very lonely. People who haven't seen Wicker Man, just imagine Nicolas Cage um, in any movie as a virgin. So he's playing like a shy, it's not fucked Nicolas up Cage. virgin. This is the 1973 version. Well, he's not a virgin in the... Nicolas Cage is in the virgin, but no. I'm like, for people who haven't seen the 1973 right. Wicker Man, just imagine Nicolas Cage as a virgin. And that character doesn't <laughs> exist in Midsummer. Yeah. He doesn't exist in Midsummer. Summer, and he's the character through which an on like an ingenue is a character whose lens you experience the film through because they're pretty personalityless. Like mm-hmm. Sergeant Howie, other than being like a, an uptight virgin, is just kind of ignorant, and you, the viewer, learn about the film through him. Totally. But and like all those characters do act as the ingenue there, but that character doesn't exist, so the film's lens isn't even remotely the same because all these characters have fucked up motivations, whereas Sergeant Howie's was just to be like, who murdered this girl? Yeah. Who the fuck murdered this girl? Like in right. every scene. Who murdered this yeah. girl? <laughs> like, it really I'd like to know scene. who murdered this girl. And it's the BBC, so it totally. really is that. Like, you yeah. never lose the point of the plot unless you're watching Doctor Who, which is terrible. Um, I'm not even going to engage in that Yeah, one. please don't. I've been beat up for that opinion Doctor a lot. Who? Yeah. Doctor Who, I hate it. But I just... There's no true perspective in Midsummer. It's hers. Is it? Is it? I think all his movies, it's just a mess. It's like, <laughs> who are we following... 
what is the movie about? That's true. If it's anything like Hereditary, that's one thing that I have. Is like, who is like the main, the main person here? Yeah. yeah. And I actually, that's I kind of like that narrative. But again, I was really attached to Danny, and I didn't get enough of her in the film, so I do take issue with that. Mm-hmm. I do take issue with that. But I do think that a diverse narrative is more mature, in my opinion. I think a diverse narrative is more of a mature because, it, like, if you think about like um, like David Lynch's films. Like you think about Gone Girl, how the perspective. Love Gone Girl. Yeah, it's stunning. I, I, I could watch. Uh, I watched Gone Girl on a plane uh, just it's... like a couple of months ago, and then when I got back, I watched it just two days the next day, just because every every shot in that movie. It's fucking amazing. Is amazing. That's mm-hmm. that's where it's not style over substance. Yeah. Like every every that is shot. That's a horror movie. Can we agree? Yeah, yeah, yes, totally, yes. totally. This is like a fucked up and, 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 and it has go- half moments of gore, but like every She's shot. She's only seen the first half. This is amazing. Oh my God, okay. It's too. So, it's. It's two different movies. Okay, so, yeah. It's so two different movies. Every it shot in, in Gone Girl oh, I'm so excited. is telling the story. <laughs> yeah. My problem with Midsummer is every shot isn't telling a story. Yeah. It's just, this is how beautiful this is, mm-hmm. and this is how gorgeous this is, and this mm-hmm. is how horrible this is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do you really care about anything in the movie? Like, their relationship, their... I, at I the end of the day... I don't buy their relationship at all. I loved the end of the movie. When because, it was over. No, and motherfucker. Walk out of no. Movie when she is when Danny is when Danny just saw Christian in the sex in pregnancy ritual, whatever we want to call that. Yeah, I can feel the inside of me. When, <laughs> when Danny is like is that happened? throwing herself oh, okay. on the ground, I feel like that's the first moment in which she experiences true grief and like feels connected to the people around her. And I thought that that was such a cool scene. And then I feel like it's set up to that ending. Like she's not alone with a bunch of strangers, like forced into the situation that she just like yes manned herself into like the whole entire movie. Can was. I ask just one question? I also what? have a question. Okay, okay, it's it's Friday night, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking some wine. Uh-huh. You have whoever over and you're like, hey, what do you want to watch? And you guys are kind of drunk and you're like, do you want to watch a horror movie? And they're like, yeah, let's watch Midsummer. Let's watch a two and a half hour drama about <laughs> nothing with two minutes of gore. Mm-hmm. And we're bored for the rest of the time, and we know what... Yeah, let's watch okay. that. Okay, okay, I just zeroed in Would you ever Steven... watch this movie no, again? No, but Steven's true problem with the movie is <laughs> it is... No, listen. It's, it's not that... traditional horror. No, it's not that. It's that it's only watchable once. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. It's only watchable. That's Same that's thing fair. with Hereditary. How many times are you going to watch Hereditary? I've watched just it multiple watch times. It this this times. movie's being called as a masterpiece. It's going to be forgotten in the next three years, yeah. and some other bullshit knockoff director that has watched his movies is going to be like, oh yeah, I can make horror movies too with good shots. Steven's mm-hmm. already like a 60-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, I, know, like, I know, I know. Oh, I'm, get, off get off my lawn! Hereditary <laughs> sucks! like, <laughs> 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 Fuck you, old man! I'm like, you're so. You're yeah, so yeah, hard. totally. Like, I, I get that. I watch possession. <laughs> Irreversible, but not in front of your parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel you on that. That it is only watchable. <laughs> once. Very irreversible. Yeah, well, and I think that's your problem with it is that there's a shock value that you think is shallow. I personally, I like boring movies. I like movies where I get where I get time because my brain is so busy. 
Mm-hmm. My brain is so goddamn busy. So I feel like it for me with ADHD, like it caters to the like, parts of my brain where I can look at everything. Mm-hmm. And I love looking at literally everything on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like the murals, we were talking about that. Yeah. Not everything happened that was on the murals though, so what the fuck is up with that? No, it did. No, the, the sex thing with the spikes and the back. The spikes is what we missed, but it was an orgy scene. People were spectating a fertility That's moment. That's true. Yeah. And maybe the The, the pubes gushing, and the period blood. Maybe the gushing coming out from the back was like semen or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rachel's so confused. I Everything in the mural. I'm confused. I, I, I really I don't question. know what you guys are talking about. Everything How in the mural so, There's a mural over Josh's bed, and it's right. a man and a woman having sex, and the woman's back, she's back up, so, you know, two back beast or whatever. Right. Uh, missionary position, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so fucked up, I don't remember what missionary position is. Did you just so, call it the two-backed beast? Yes! <laughs> is that something that people say? It's like an it? ancient Christian way of calling sex. The two-backed beast? Yeah, so it's a beast with two backs. Oh, that even sounds boring. Beast with two backs. It's got two backs. Yeah. And a no, no body. It's uh-huh. just two torsos. But they're uh, surrounded ooh. by people cheering them on. They are surrounded by people, but the woman is laying on spikes, and the man has blood gushing out from his back. So I was under the impression they were going to murder him after. That's what I was hoping Yeah, as well. I was under the impression that she was on, like... You know, like some sort of like acupuncture thing, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what I mean, like to relax her and get the baby inside of her, and that he was gonna get murdered. So that didn't happen. And I don't like false imagery. I don't like stuff that doesn't. I don't like fake outs. You know what I mean? In a horror movie, like I don't like complex imagery that doesn't have anything to do with the film. Especially but isn't that the whole movie? No, because there is complex imagery. Like there's like a there's come a, on. No, it's there like is. it's it's like there is. Come on, I'll kill you. No, so, no, I'll kill you. <laughs> it's, I'll kill it's, both of you. It's, I will kill all of you. Can I? Like, if you're going to do whatever shot that you introduce into a film, make it part of the story. Make it it part of the characters. No, it's not. So there's a a shot. In in Midsummer, he's just like, yeah, this looks great. This looks looks good. Well, it's supposed to be like a contrast, isn't it? It's supposed to be like on the outside, this veneer is beautiful and stunning, and there are all these weird, like Aryan Swedish fucking. There's runes everywhere. Even the table is set up like a rune. Like it's all supposed. The the little may. What is that called? Maypole. The maypole, and everything is supposed to be supposed to be like stunning and beautiful and gorgeous. And even the film has like a filter over it. But then the true, like the true underbelly of it is human sacrifice and it's ritual like so and like, like the filleted lung scene in the chicken coop i was just like holy shit i like, am very surprised that we're still talking about no, this movie no listen to and, me and, okay because i, I, I thought we were going to talk question. about other yes, movies yes rachel has a question and then I have we're gonna final thoughts midsummer gonna, oh i know I you ask your question well i just want to know how the fuck why are these people like here how did these people get to this They're cult? Because they're all dumb. They don't even ask questions. Everyone just from a murder suicide to them going into it's an anthrop- anthropology students, and they're all friends, and they're going to watch the Midsummer because Festival. One of their friends is from this cult, and he's like, "Do you want to go to this Midsummer Festival in my hometown?" And then one of the guys is going to do a th- his thesis statement oh, on ritual. Okay. So and then some people that are rational are asking questions, <laughs> and then they're like, "No, don't worry about that." They know they're in a horror movie, but they don't want right. to admit it. Okay, mm-hmm. so listen, my final thoughts here. So the beginning of the movie, you get the horror of reality, and mm-hmm. it makes you fall very deeply in love, or at least I did, with the Midsummer Festival, mm-hmm. with what's happening. And so as the viewer, you see something horrible, and you want to reprieve from it, right? And that's the beauty of the festival, mm-hmm. and I think that that's brilliant. I think it's brilliant to start something extremely fucked up. So fucked up. The movie's so fucked up, and it's dark, and it's heavy. And, it, and it's really, really good. Yeah, I would say the first 20 minutes, it's just like you guys said, uh, you know... Uh, 
earlier. Uh, it's like the first but it's minutes of Up. It's like, whoa, this, yeah. this is heavy shit. Yeah. It's a brilliant you know? piece. I love that that's what we're comparing it to. Uh, it's wonderful. No, but it can't be a standalone scene. It's a brilliant, yeah. because I like It is a standalone story. scene. No, it can't be, because it's a piece of a brilliant puzzle that drives you to this cult and even you so you're going to tell me that you like Midsummer. I do I love no it. come on so, you were bashing it so fucking I hard earlier no, it's strong I think that as somebody who is multifaceted I can I can criticize something but still do are you gonna, ever going to see it again I will I will not see it yeah. again <laughs> oh, never mind. what are you giving it Thank on you. a grading scale I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 and I mean that eight, 8 out of 10. ten. So listen, eight, I don't, 8 out of 10, you're never going to see it again. My favorite movie of all time is Drive, and I've only seen <laughs> oh, it. Oh, that's so good. That's fair. Twice. Yeah, that's fair. Good. So that's I personally fair. won't rewatch any movie. Whether but I would see Drive again. I would see Drive again. Drive. Drive. Yeah. yeah. You're going to yeah. fall asleep to Midsummer. I'm going to fall asleep to both of those movies. Okay. Steven, final thoughts and uh, grading. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? We're going to soundbite that. Uh, double, I, I would say that uh, tonight I'm going to watch Hereditary, and then I'm going to double feature it with Midsummer. I'm going to, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pirate the shit out of it. Some HD cam uh, that's shaky as shit because I don't really need to see it in a clear picture because it's so beautiful as is. And I'm going to watch that uh, back to back with Hereditary. And I'm going to jerk off as much as the director did when he made every fucking scene in a two and a half hour melodrama film about a relationship between a boy and a girl that didn't work out. And then he ripped off Wicker Man. And I'm going to love it. And the next day I'm going to go to work. And then when people say, what did you think about Midsummer?" I'm going to say, you know what? It's a masterpiece. It's, It's the best movie of the year. And honestly... It's one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, even though Stanley Kubrick has passed and The Shining was a masterpiece, I think we have a director <laughs> that is really on a road to uh, great things. And I hope that he doesn't... Kari was saying earlier... that Kari said that uh, he was done making horror movies, but I hope that he comes out of retirement. And for his last masterpiece, he makes a really, really good horror movie. I'll oh be my looking God. forward to it. Out of ten. <laughs> out of ten, what are you giving it? I give it um, two out of ten. There you go. That's what I was looking for. the two points for my eight out of ten. Yeah. I just tacked it on there. Uh-huh. No, uh, t- to be fair, though, if, if I was going to uh, rate Midsummer, it would be uh, uh, five out of ten. Aww. Based off of visuals alone, giving it the five. Basically, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and then uh, um, you know, there's there's that cool horse scene, uh, yeah. you know, on the cliffside. Uh, that that is some really really good stuff. But come on, dude, it's only you ripped horse. off Irreversible with the head caving in with the mallet. Yeah, yeah. I find myself starkly in the middle. The more that I watch Ari Aster, the more I realize that he is just pretentious and trying to make what he thinks an art student would like in a horror movie. Um, I do like that he does a lot of research on all of his films. I don't like that he has a, he doesn't have like clear direction. In both Hereditary and Midsummer, he makes my dick the hardest in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> the first 20 minutes of both movies are fucking stunning. The first 20 minutes of both movies, just turn it into a short. If no you can't way. give us a full, turn it into a short. The first 20 well, minutes of Hereditary are a family falling apart and a family collapsing in on itself like a dying star because they can't communicate and they don't know how to fucking handle emotion and they're all lying to each other. The first 20 minutes of Midsummer is horrible fucking grief and murder-suicide and feeling uncomfortable and feeling stuck and feeling gaslit in a fucking relationship. And both of the... The first 20 minutes of both films are stunning. 
And then it just shits the bed for the rest, but with a beautiful fucking lens. You can like spray perfume on shit, but it's still shit. And it's tough to admit that because like I really fucking wanted to like Midsummer. <laughs> I really so did too. Much. So 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 here's the thing is like You're uh, so, so so I don't like sound so fucking hateful. Like I hated hereditary. I have a lot of friends that worked on hereditary <laughs> where they don't like that I, I'm so vocal of of that, but like um Midsummer, I was going into when I when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Wow, this looks like it's gonna be a really, horror movie really in daylight." My oh, yeah. favorite totally. shit. Totally, yeah, yeah. My like, favorite shit. Like, have you ever seen Session Nine? Yes. Oh yeah, stunning, Amazing, right? Stunning. Yeah, yeah. Creep me out all the time. Like, totally. But that's so that's it's a Ari Brad Anderson film. Yeah, sorry. Ari Aster to me is a shit sandwich because <sighs> the front of the movies I love. And then I hate the middle, and then he makes me love the end. Just like in Hereditary, when they brought it back to like, and like my weird fucking like Hail Satan shit popped out when they referenced payment, and I was like, oh shit, like they're talking about like evil gods of mischief. Like, right. hell yeah. Like my super fucking like night, Nightmare Before Christmas girl shit popped out with that oh, yeah. reference. She and came he, out a hot topic, like, hot. oh my god, they, they fucking, he got me with the ending of that. He fucking got me with that. The witch when you're like hail Satan. Yeah, like literally, it, like he girl. fucking yeah. got me all the way around. And just like with Midsummer, so what do you, what do you the, think, uh, the about end, the movie, uh, the witch. Because I love the witch. Because a lot I of love the, I love the witch. I like, love the witch. But I'm an English major, so that for for me, the witch is like a, a like a linguistic feast. You know what I mean? Like that has something completely has nothing to do with horror. I'm not a horror aficionado. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. So the witch to me is like Shakespeare. You so know you've called yeah. me an old man. I called you're, you're an old, the, I you're, called you're, you an old you're, man. You're, it you was know, me. You're the old, no, no, no. Twas I, twas I. No, but, but, but you <laughs> called him old man. Also, with the old woman, what what is your favorite horror movie as a kid? As like, a kid? Yeah, growing up. The Goonies? That's the scariest movie what? I can think of. Grandma. I know. Okay. I know. That's not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. Actually, you know what? You know what? Actually, <laughs> a... Little Nemo's Adventures in Slumberland is my favorite horror movie when I was a kid. And no, what the fuck people, is that? Not a lot of, it's, a, it's like one of the very first Ghibli movies. Mm. So he worked on that. And it's Little Nemo's Adventures in Slumberland where a kid is like sleeping and then there's a parade and he goes to visit Slumberland with the as a guest of the Princess of Slumberland. Oh my god, I know what that is because of commercials from watching old Ghibli movies and then there's like all this the I know on her bed. Yeah. I know what you're holding about now. That that movie's really weird. I was an easily scared kid. So like the Dark Crystal Little Dark, Nemo the and Pixies are scary. Uh, like, uh, I love the Dark Crystal. I Dark Crystal and like uh, Return to Oz. Oh, Return Holy to shit. Oz is way fucked up. Holy shit! Like for a sequel for a Wizard of Oz, it is such a fucked yeah, up that film, head right? Shit. That was so yeah. fucked up. So yeah, those are like my favorite horror movies are like kind of like the fantastic fantasy horror movies. Like I didn't like actual Moments of Labyrinth. Sure, like say. sure. Yeah, good. or Falling Down the Pit. Yeah, I didn't see Labyrinth when I was an adult, so it didn't have the same charm. But another oh, right. another thing, the first horror movie I ever saw was What Lies Beneath, and I didn't like it. Whoa, it was, I was thirteen years old. Oh no, that's the first, the first horror. The movie? second one I saw was Seven, and I fucking loved Seven. I love Seven. I fell in love with Seven. Seven's so if we had back to, like, to David Fincher yeah, so with Gone like, Girl, you went to my like infancy, and then like straight to my adulthood. Seven is like where I like my horror, but I don't like it harder than that. Like I didn't like a Serbian film. I hated it. Mm. Why but did you hate it? Because it made me uncomfortable. What, don't you think though? This is my point of it. Is like, okay, you hated it, but don't you th- don't 
would you agree that well uh a it's well acted it's absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. it's absolutely uh, it's, it's well acted. shot mm-hmm. yeah uh it's a really really good plot the mm-hmm. reason i don't like it is because i feel sick watching it so it's can, like shutter can, island can i can i say the plot yeah of course you didn't tell me the plot. uh so the if you haven't seen it and you have the stomach for it it's one of those movies where uh you want to take a shower after you see it yeah uh but it's about this retired porn star that has this huge cock, right? And he what can the fuck, fuck Leo? <laughs> no, no, no. We're huge. Like... Yeah, and he can. He's like a stallion, right? And he can just and uh, <laughs> he's he's big back in the day. He's like he's a big shot, right? Everyone fucking loves him. He's been in all the big porn, and then he's like, you know what? God, hang up the cock. Gotta go to the fam because I got a kiddo yep. and I need to take care of the wife. And you know what? Fucking all these actresses, I'm hanging up the cock. Oh, and he's like, oh, no more. And then everyone in the porn business is like, oh no, like, uh, you know, they're, they're sad about it. Anyway, there's this eccentric mob character that's deep and fucking dark, dark web kind of shit. Like, uh, and he's like, I want to see that cock again. Yeah, he's like, I need, <laughs> I need yeah. that to come back out of retirement. Right. And he's like, hey, will you check the cock out again? And the guy's like, and he's like, it's like no, man. I'm a family man. I have a son. <laughs> I can't bring the cock back out. I have right. a son. And the guy's like, cool. I definitely accept that. That's the end of the movie. Just kidding. He doesn't accept yeah. that. He and he's also been kidding. drinking whiskey, too. Like, rye, because he's like, got to calm the monster down. Because rye... Uh, rye whiskey, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got like a whole thing about how it like is it you can't get whiskey dick. Whiskey dick. Whiskey dick. And because he's he's trying to put the monster away mm-hmm. because he's a family man. Mm-hmm. And the monster the mobsters from Dark Web is like, well, here's a check that you can't refuse. Here it is. And he shows his wife, and his wife is like, we're gonna lose the house. I think you need to take this job. You need to take your dick out. You need to take your dick out. Take your dick out. Take your dick out for the family. And then he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I. Let's bring the legend back. But then, like the monkey paw, you know, not everything is paradise. You know, everything you comes to the price. You don't just get right. wishes for free. Sometimes just like, my dick fell off. <laughs> right. His dick falls off. <laughs> From there, uh, the sexapades of every porn scene becomes a dark turn, a David Cronenberg. Uh, so it's just like body nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, horror of to where every set that he visits is improved, and the things that he, uh, his sexual desires that he once could come and last long are no longer at. It's out of his control because. The sexual fantasies are really, really dark. Yeah. We're dealing with pedophilia. We're There's dealing stuff he's with... never... Because this is a man who's in porn, so he's had everything. Yeah, everything right. Everything you could possibly Every say. monster-like scene that you could think yeah. of. Yeah. So but this is dark new. web. This, this is yeah, dark it's, web. Yeah, and it's dark web shit. Like, it's, snuff, it's a snuff film. Mm-hmm. It's a snuff film that he's like eventually like going through this labyrinth, and mm-hmm. every scene gets darker and darker. And what I love about a Siberian film is... It's the first movie that I've seen in a long time to where it's it's a new horror movie to where it goes and it makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. That's why he likes it. That's yeah. not a, an issue of taste. That's just I would never like, it. you know, uh, go on a date and maybe make out like during it. I no. would. No, this is somebody who's <laughs> like, you're no, six I'm... years into 
into your relationship and you're wearing this. You know what I mean? Like, that's the yeah. kind of, you're like, you know what? Do you want to see, like, the most fucked up movie ever? Right, right. Yeah. It's a curious, it's it's like, do you want to see Faces of Death? Yeah. Do you want to see, Ooh, or God. Traces of Death, if you want to go a little darker. Stunning. Yeah. What? It's it's <laughs> anyway. It's the tough. film ends with him fucking. No, nope, wait. Son. Are you really gonna like? <laughs> oh yeah, fuck. We're, we're we're an hour and one minute, so we're a minute over the podcast. So it's we okay. Have to. We can end it here. So but he fucks his. He, yeah, he fucks his son. So do, no one's gonna watch us. And he had to go on. The actual director had to go on trial because they were prosecuting it. him. It was so realistic because they, they thought, thought that it was, it was real. real. Well, it wasn't because of the dead fucking uh, the the son fucking scene, and it wasn't for the it baby was the fucking woman. scene. Yeah, either. it wasn't for the baby. Fucking it scene. was the the scene where he's getting a simulated blowjob. He's getting a blowjob as he's watching a little girl suck a lollipop. Mm -hmm. And the imagery and the contrast between the two scenes is that child pornography. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like, child pornography iconography. And the thing of it is is that is the worst film ever made, and I don't mean... It's not the worst. I don't mean worst in terms of taste, I mean worst in terms of content. It is the most shocking, it is the most disgusting. I... What about Mantic? You know, uh, that's like another shocking film. Yeah, Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust yeah, you, as well. Yeah, you keep talking about, I've never seen Cannibal Holocaust probably for a good reason. I don't know why I watched the Serbian Stumbling Holocaust upon time. a tribe and yeah. they're doing fun stuff. Oh, I remember. They thought that people actually died in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the thing, my first horror movie ever was The Exorcist and I've been chasing that dragon ever since. I yeah, want to feel uncomfortable. I want someone to fuck themselves with a cross the, on screen. Don't you think that's the problem now is like, Movies like Midsummer, like Hereditary, you see taglines that are like, oh, this is like the new Exorcist. Like, this is, it, nothing has been this scary since the Exorcist. Mm-hmm. That, it's, not, it's not true. It's not. It's not true. You're, you're chasing a dragon that's never going to be. I know. New. I'm not yeah, mad at exactly. it. Exactly. I think that this new generation of horror is like what we need because I feel like there was a stalemate in the early 2000s with like just shitty gore porn like hostile and like well, how many Well did you like the new Pet cemetery? No it was fucking Oh garbage. did you like the new It then? No. So what kind of new horror are you talking about? <laughs> not so not rehashing old shit with cheap fucking endings that 14 year olds bring their dates to so they could suck face But that's the all theater. we're getting at. That's, that's what that, I don't want. Well that's all we get right now so I'm just wondering what No no, what? we're getting away from it. But you we're said that it's getting better. So yeah. what is getting better? Because did mid- you not like Midsummer? Is not getting better. Midsummer is. It's a drama. It's not getting better, but it's a step in the right direction. It's I a think, drama. Like sure, it's not traditional horror. But that imagery within the first like what? What did you say? Five minutes. 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 The, but it, what, even, minutes? even that is drama. It's yeah, yeah suicide. It's murder uh, suicide. Uh, uh, you know, a murder suicide is not necessarily the boogeyman. I mean, is we it? We gotta stop talking about this. Okay, either way, <laughs> I'm giving Midsummer a 7 out of 10. Great. 7. That's that's 10 out of 10 for me. Pretty generous. Here. 7 <laughs> out of 10. So, Rachel, what are, you, what are you getting at? Yeah, what's, what do you What, do you, what do you, based off of what we said, what is your rating on Midsummer? You haven't watched it. What do I you haven't think? seen it, but it sounds like a, a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it is a mess. That's it fair. sounds like a mess, uh, but I want to see it. I want to see it kind of now. Kari, Kari's got me, Kari got me hooked on some I've, stuff. I've got some good arguments. Also, she's got some good arguments. I don't know if I will like it, but I want to see it now. Yeah. I didn't didn't want to see it. Before. I think without giving too much away about Rachel's incredible life, um, I think she's in a place right now where she might appreciate it. So it's a breakup movie. Show. You're gonna have to end that. <laughs> no, it's a breakup <laughs> movie, just like Hereditary was a movie about uh, family dysfunction. 
And this isn't, I'm just, I'm not saying that. That's what Ari Aster himself said, that Hereditary was a movie about family dysfunction and um, Midsummer is a breakup movie. Can I add just a, a small yeah. note? Um, this is a small PSA. Uh, if you want to see something better than Hereditary, oh my go God. home and watch The Changeling. Really fucking Absolutely. awesome. It's, it's a way better movie about I agree. ghosts and the loss of a, you know, a loved one in the family. And Midsummer, fuck that film. Go watch Wicker Man. The '73 version, not the Nicholas Cage piece of shit version. Even though I do like that special way. Yeah, you know what, guys? Just go watch the thing. That's it. That's all you have to watch. The thing is the best. Yeah, it is. All right. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. I know nothing. Hail Satan. Hail Satan.